I always thought that Sweden was famous for blonde-haired women, meatballs, and IKEA furniture that required instructions on how to make it. It wasn't until this review that I realized that the language also requires an instruction manual. Okay, let's just hear me butcher the Swedish language already. Hi people and hello my Chili Con Carnage crew, it's Chili here from 5 Minute Reviews and on this episode we're going to go over Dungan's newest album NR for Meiket och Tusen Aldrich noch You have no idea how many takes that took Dungen are a Swedish psychedelic and somewhat prog rock outfit. Interestingly enough, they are not the first Swedish psychedelic prog rock band I have reviewed on this channel. That honour would go to the Flower Kings. So, how do I know of this band? I saw them open for Wolfmother back in the day when Jackass toured with the band to record their Joker and the Thief video clip. In fact, if you watched that video and see the cake get thrown at Andrew, I started that chant to do it. So I went to see Wolfmother and was blown away by the band Dungen. I instantly <coughs> acquired a few of their songs and would listen to them on and off over the years, but only their third album. It's all I had for the time being. So this is the first new material I've consumed from the band in some 15 years. Let's take a listen. So what you heard was the opening track from the album called Skovd, and first impressions are that the band certainly have evolved from what I've heard of them some 15 plus years ago. This song is more precise and streamlined, it's almost like it has Alt-J influences in it, going for that kind of indie rock sound. It doesn't really take long before we get back into their previous sounds I'm more familiar with, as the next track, Om Det Finns, Nuggets on Du Vil Fraga Mig, comes back with that 60 psychedelic rock sound, and they really go for that pop element here as well. While previous efforts were more inclined to proggy jam pieces or a heavier tone, particularly in the bass section, the majority of these songs are much cleaner in their tones. Gone are the dirty bass tones, except for a few tracks, and replaced with a smooth flowing bass section. The drums however are in the same tone that I remember thankfully, and is one of the most warmest and authentic sounding drum sounds I've heard in some time, so congratulations there. The guitar may not be as prominent on previous records either, but on songs like the fourth track, Nobler, it does well to harken back to older sound. Instead, this new age sounding Dungan has evolved most into a polished and synth Latin kind of band, and comes off a little bit glistening in sections. There is some interesting blending of styles, like the mix of fast Eurobeat sounding section and on track 6, or the mostly acoustic piece on track 7. It's a fairly decent album for me to find myself listening to a band I've not really heard in some time, and the changes in the styles. Unfortunately, I can only relate to the music, and musically, I'm not a huge fan of the 60s psychedelic pop sound, and I feel that the language barrier is a massive problem too. Before you start rattling comments about other non-English singing bands that I enjoy and have reviewed, hear me out first, hear me out. First up, the aforementioned Flower Kings, who sung all their songs in English, and to my knowledge have done so for pretty much most of the material. When it comes to Ramstein, of course, I love Ramstein, but I also love industrial metal, and on top of this, well, I speak a bit of German, but, uh, mein Deutsch ist nicht sehr gut. I also love Manu Chao, but Spanish and French is really good languages to sing in, particularly for his style of music. 
Baby Metal and Utara Hikaru are both Japanese musicians who I enjoy immensely, but one of the most important factors of J-pop, kawaii metal, or K-pop, or anything really in that vein, is that they usually have sections of the song in English to make it palatable for an English-speaking market. A line to remember, such as Gimme Chocolate, or maybe the songs will have English versions of their songs, such as the song Passion. Also, I know a little bit of Japanese, but mostly the common anime words. Swedish, however, I know not one word, and none of the songs here are in any English. I'd imagine it would be difficult to find the passion to do any songs in English when you don't have the fandom outside of your country, so I understand their decision to do so, and I feel like they're a pretty big name back in Sweden. But outside of that, not really. Kind of like Silverchair or Powderfinger here in Australia. It's just too hard to bridge that disconnect, unfortunately. Overall, though, I would rate this album at 2 million chilies, with my favourite tracks being Track 2, Track 3, and Track 6. I still can't pronounce them, so I'll put them up here to show you the names of the songs. While this album still has sections I enjoy, it's probably fine for a Sunday Arvo listen in the background for a few songs, but maybe not for high replay value. It's a good sounding album, but to me, I just don't really feel compelled to hear it over and over again. And unfortunately, this band may drift some more over time in my eyes. But here's to hoping that they don't. Thank you for listening to this episode of 5-Minute Reviews. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to leave us a sub and like this video for a small channel like ours. And tell us below what you think of this album. As always, you have a spicy day. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Live Listener Race. And if you have enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with all your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our Chili Con Carnage crew so you can get notified for all the future videos that we put out, as we put out videos every Friday. Also, we are on Discord, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter over at Live Listener Race, so make sure to tune in over there. And don't forget to like this video so that our manager can stay very happy.